Good afternoon and welcome fellow Star Jammers. Yeah, I'm going to take that for a little bit uh, to another, well, uh, another new episode of the Morning Star Journal with me, Tariq. Uh, and as always, for the few people who actually do listen to this, I uh, want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to what this guy has to say. Yep, I'm still going to um, own that for a little bit. Thank you, David. But um, if uh, you haven't listened, if you're one of the uh, few people that haven't listened to this podcast before, my name is Tariq, and this is where I take, um, you know, 30 minutes or so to uh, highlight and talk about either um, book, movie, TV show, game, you know, whatever, what have you that um, I've really uh, enjoyed that I want to uh, share with um you know, share my thoughts, how much I enjoyed it, and hopefully get you to do the same. Maybe um, see the joy that I get out of it. But today is going to be a little bit different. See, about a couple of weeks ago when I did my previous uh, episode, um, I was going to build that the next episode I was going to do after that, technically this one, was going to be about The Mandalorian Season 2, because that had just finished around the time that I did my Mandalorian kind of retrospective for Season 1, and I wanted to get out there, you know, what I thought about Season 2, the things I really liked, the things I'd hoped that they would improve over time, and of course, uh, some of the new projects that were going to come out of it. But if you've been on the internet or kind of peruse the Twitter sphere or Instagram, whatever, you'll know that The Mandalorian came under fire, specifically uh, Gina Carano, who plays the character of Cara Dune on the show. And unfortunately, due to things that happened, um, she was actually fired from The Mandalorian by Disney or Disney execs. Now, this is going to be a little bit different because I wanted to take some time to kind of just put my feelings out there. So this is going to be a very different episode than my usual. And I may actually have some takes that some people may not agree with. And I think that's actually the point in a way. And in a way, the point that she was actually trying to come across. But we'll get to that, you know, once we kind of bear across that. But just to let you know, you know, what's going to happen here is that I'm going to give you my takes on that whole situation, what I think of, um, you know, Gina Carano as far as being an actress and um, the decision that Disney came across and kind of try to some of my feelings on it, which are very, let's say conflicted because there are a lot of little factors that you can't just paint a um, box around it, which kind of goes to uh, hopefully what I'll have for the title about put, being put in boxes. And I think that was the issue that was kind of like the online issue slash the actual problem that came up. And right now I've got some, hopefully, some background music that's going to come in pretty well. Um, I've also changed the layout of my, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you want to call it studio, desk, living room, what have you. So uh, there may be a little bit more echo or I'll have to try to mess around with kind of putting everything in its place. But anyway, so... How did this all start? Where did this happen? Because part of the reason why I'm doing this is because after it happened, after the firing and then um, much later she came out and kind of gave her side and you had a lot of different uh, venues and people talking about it, talking about the things she posted, about Disney's decision, about what they thought of her in general. And it I kind of felt disparaged because a lot of people were being 
very ugly and mean and when she also tried to kind of put in her words a lot of people had these kind of takes that um really are shooting in a sense shooting from the hip they're not really thinking about what they're saying about you know the information that they've gathered or at least what they're um reporting which is kind of sad because you would expect especially bigger avenues would take the time to actually look into what was actually said what was actually done and her actual um views and her positions which as I'll kind of go into it, I don't think it's clearly defined. And I think that's kind of the point, but they want to put her in this kind of box, which means that when once you're put in that box, you can only do certain things. You can only either say certain things or do certain things. And then either it kind of confirms you're in this box or they'll put you out of this box and put you into another box. And in the end, she doesn't belong in a box. I mean, technically, none of us really do. But it just seems that especially with um, celebrities, um, they always want to put them in this kind of certain category, this certain box. And they can never deviate from it, which is really sad and kind of limits your ability as a person. Now, luckily, only a handful of people even listen to this, so I'm not big enough for somebody to come at me or try to cancel me. But, you know, hey, if they want to try, I always put my own opinions on here. They are my opinions. Uh, They're neither right nor wrong. They're mine. Now, I'm not saying that they should be yours, but I am expressing my opinion. Which I don't think is wrong. And the catch is a lot of people say, well, what about, you know, they'll give certain scenarios. They'll say, well, what if somebody does this heinous thing or this heinous thing? Are you saying they have opinion? Now, okay, there's always going to be these grays and there's going to be these black and white things. Yes, there are things that are just, you know, super heinous that you shouldn't say or you shouldn't. A post in this kind of day and age but at the same time we have to take a moment to really analyze the context behind somebody saying things why they're saying it are they saying it because they're you know trying to do an evil act or is there kind of a different message or a question going on but i don't want to try to deviate too much i'm completely going off script, as always, I don't really have a set uh, script or anything. I kind of just go by, you know, what I think and what I'm feeling at the time. So this is going to be all over the place. So uh, fair warning ahead. Um, and if you want to just know what my take on it before I get into any details, I like Gina Carano. I like um, her. I like a lot of the movies that she's been in. She isn't a great actress, but hey, she was also an MMA fighter who then decided to go into acting. I mean, I can't judge her, and especially me who's not an actor, I can't judge her on how good or bad she is. But at the same time, the roles she's taken, I think. Uh, exemplifies her skills and I think the role the extended roles that she's you know kind of um, or expanded roles I should say um, have helped her and I think she's growing as an actor and she can only keep on going up you know with the um, opportunities which I still think she's going to have even past all this so uh, you know is she the Best actress going to get an Academy Award? No, probably not. But at the same time, um, every movie that I've seen her in, from, uh, was it, uh, I think, uh, Fast and the Furious 6, or Furious 6. I can't remember that one was called Furious 6 or Fast Furious 6. But anyway, that Fast and the Furious, um, Haywire, uh, I think it was Into the Blood. Um, of course, uh, Deadpool and... Um, Mandalorian, I've enjoyed her roles in all those movies, and she's never, um, in those roles, she's never taken me out of it. And I don't think it was right for Disney to fire her. Um, 
and I'll go into a little more detail on it, but just my initial gut reaction is I don't like the fact that they uh, fired her, and I wish they had it, because they're going to, this kind of opens up a whole new can. But anyway, let's kind of jump into what it is. But that's my, you know, initial thoughts. So if you want to kind of tune out or whatever, then, you know, that's fine. I'm going to just take, like I said, um, my next episode, hopefully I can get back to, um, you know, a, a more... Uh, let's say normal or, you know, a, uh, my usual type of, uh, episode, but this one, like I said, I just, so much happened and I had to just get this off my chest because I seen so much negativity toward her. I wanted to give, I just wanted to say my two cents on the whole thing and kind of give some positivity out there, um, in case, You may be either on the fence or you're not sure how you feel. Let me just weigh in my um, opinion and kind of see where that goes. So how did this all start off? Now, don't think that this was because of the last one she said, which you can go online or, you know, to different sites and they'll have um, a copy of her last post that she did. Uh, so I'm not going to kind of go over it or, you know, the images, but what I personally believe in the image she put in was trying to explain or trying to, um, show that today's, uh, you know, uh, today's environment where we, and I'm saying this, we as people in general, where we will um, demean or make fun of and in some cases show violence towards uh, any kind of group, whether it be racially and in her posts, um, she mentions more politically, that it matches the lead up to what happened um, during when um, the... Uh, Nazi party, of course, um, came up into power in Germany and, you know, started up on World War II and what happened with the Jews and Holocaust and everything. Now, whenever you come and I, I was listening to a different podcast that were talking about this and they made up this good point that it's always going to be a touchy or sometimes walk on eggshell subject whenever you try to compare yourself to a victim basically um you see it all the time where you can easily compare yourself to any kind of um perpetrator or um oppressor you can say like that your boss is a slave driver or um, these people are acting like Nazis or this guy's bad as Hitler or Napoleon. You always see that that's more acceptable. But when you try to compare a situation, your situation or any situation to a victim, though, um, trying to say, uh, for example, like this is as bad as the Holocaust or slavery or human trafficking or anything like that. When you compare things to victims, that's when it gets very touchy and you kind of have to walk on eggshells. And a lot of times you have to either be hesitant or not uh, make the comparison at all. Even if there may be a very close comparison or it's, you know, kind of really getting there, it doesn't matter. When you compare it to those real life um, tragedies, I'll just say, you know, people get very defensive and um, very emotional about those things. So, but at the same time, if you're seeing things are happening and they're really mirroring things that did happen in the past, you know, sometimes you just have to feel you have to speak out on it because I think sometimes the problem was, especially in the past when certain atrocities and certain things were coming up, you know, in the beginning, a lot of people didn't speak out about it. And because people didn't, or not enough people did, it was able to, um, go extreme and, you know, escalate 
till there was no turning back, um, or at least it took a long time to turn back. And in between that time of it escalating, it became worse and worse. Um, so, but anyway, that's a little bit about at least what I'm thinking about. Her tweet was more or less, it wasn't a direct one-to-one comparison. It was more or less saying, hey, we need to be aware of what we're doing because, you know, people have uh, start. This is how worse atrocities had started out similar to this. So we have to be careful at least. And that's what I'm, you know, kind of reading more into it than just my gut reaction. And even though there are a lot of people that um, read her tweet and felt similar, where it's like, okay, I kind of understand the message, a lot of people looked at it as just the one-to-one comparison, which caused them to lash out at her violently and um, try to tweet things like to have her fired. And unfortunately, this gave Disney the opportunity they were looking for to actually let her go. Now, you might say, okay, well, what are you talking about? What are you talking about opportunity? Now, if you haven't been following the Mandalorian front as far as the behind-the-scenes stuff, it really seemed that for a long, for a while, actually, since the Mandalorian aired back in, um, what was it, uh, 2019, and um, she first debuted in episode four, um, there was this kind of either target or you know this as she i think she puts it because she's going to actually speak out on um she made she's done a couple of interviews and i believe she's going to have an interview with ben shapiro that's going to appear on sunday tomorrow um well, from when I'm recording this, I should say, um, she'll have a, so by the time you listen, it probably be already out there, but she's going to have a interview with Ben Shapiro talking about her experience. And one of the things, and if you kind of look back and if you were kind of paying attention to the subtleties, there was this kind of either stigma or I don't know, this kind of pressure against her. Now you never saw it or at least I never saw it from the crew itself because they had put out the uh, uh, making of Mandalorian uh, season one. And every time they showed the crew, I mean, everyone looked like, I mean, they were, even though it was an interview. So of course they're not going to, you know, put out any dirty laundry, but at the same time, there was this kind of camaraderie um, fellow actors that I felt like, yeah, they, you know, they look like they're having a good time and they're, you know, making this project and they really um, care about these characters and everything they're doing. And I really didn't see any tension there. The tension that I think came was from higher up and other people who were in charge of Star Wars and Disney in general, who I guess in a way felt threatened by her. Now, what am I talking about here? So let me start off by saying this is all just speculation, things that I've noticed, just, you know, their decisions on the characters they chose to highlight and build upon for the Star Wars shows and movies that came out versus what we got with Mandalorian and the reception that uh, Mandalorian got versus the reception that the movies got. Now... Since Disney had taken over, and of course, you know, the new higher-ups in charge of Disney, and in this case, Star Wars, one of the things that they wanted to do was kind of have more female representation visible in Star Wars. Now, if you, you know, like me, read a lot of the books back in the day, and the, you know, saw the comics, and even... um, no, not much in the game. Well, maybe a little bit in the games, but mainly it was in the comics and the books. You would know that there are like uh, a lot of different female characters that were created and fleshed out and made in these in these different medias, even though we didn't get too many in the actual movies themselves. Now, what Disney wanted to do, of course, since they had Star Wars and you had this, um, you know, kind of growing media need to 
show these uh, female characters who were only in books or mainly in books and comics before. They wanted to have them on screen more. Now, in this case, that's why when The Force Awakens came out, one of the um, big promotions or the big kind of drives was the character of Rey when she came out. And, you know, shouts to Daisy Ridley. She did a really good job and, um, you know, did exactly what they were asking for. But the fact is, between the three movies, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and... um, Rise of Skywalker, uh, Ray just didn't have the popularity that they were really hoping she would have. Um, they were hoping that Ray would, you know, kind of be picked up. And I think in the first one, she was for the most part, but just how they wrote the character and decisions they made in the subsequent movies just kind of diminished that a little bit in, uh, in, in a lot of the fan base's eyes. And then, to add on that, in my opinion, they kind of made a mistake by all the new female characters that they kept on trying to add all looked the same to me. I mean, you had Rey, who's this, um, you know, fair-skinned, dark-haired woman. And then you brought out, um, then there was Rogue One. And their new character, Jen Erso, who was same fair-haired, dark-haired woman, a fair-skinned, dark-haired woman again, same almost, almost a copy and paste um, to Ray. And then you had uh, Solo, which had Emily Clark uh, from the uh, Game of Thrones um, series, where she played. Um, Daenerys, but in Solo, they gave her dark hair, she was so fair skin, and she looked like a carbon cut out of both, um, you know, Rey and Jenner. So, uh, she played, uh, I think it was Akira in Solo. So, they kept trying to almost, even though they were different characters, different actors, and, you know, I'm not blaming the actors on this. I'm blaming the writers and the creators during the during these movies. They just almost tried to, you know, show the same female character in everyone's face. And just no one took it. We're not going to get into the other diverse characters that they tried to put in. And they did nothing with, like Finn and um, Rose and uh, Forget Her Name, who just shows up in the very, in the last uh rise of skywalker done terribly that could have been a lot better that's a whole different uh story um but all these characters just never took off and they just weren't as popular with the fan base not only that when fan or when um critics or fans what what have you you know highlighted these things they were put in a box again that boxes coming up again because they were put in a certain box they were saying oh you don't like it because you're this that's the only reason you don't like it it's not because we didn't take time with the character it's not because we didn't write the character properly or we gave them both um what is it strengths and weaknesses to make them more relatable to people it's because it's you you're the reason why you don't like it you're you're the reason why you know, this isn't taken off as well. So they were, in a lot of senses, they were blaming fans for a lot of these things. So when Mandalorian comes out and at, at, during 2019, and it's just like right before, um, was that right after Rise of Sky? No, I think it was right before... It's been so long. So whatever. It was I think it was like right before Rise of Skywalker came out. It really had its, you know, uh work cut out for it because it was trying to, you know, appeal to a fan base that really could, you know, care less about Star Wars. They weren't they a lot of people were excited for Force Awakens. They were kind of um they, they liked Rogue One, at least the very end of it, the last 15 minutes. Um, last Jedi left a kind of poor taste in a lot of people's mouth on that one. 
and then Rise of Skywalker, everything that was talked about. Oh yeah, and uh, Solo didn't quite hit. It was very disjointed because they um, switched directors kind of at a at a poor point, basically, um, to switch directors. So it didn't give it enough identity, enough flow to make it really work, I think, in general. And then, um, of course, Rise of Skywalker definitely had a lot, unfortunately, with a lot of the leaks coming out about it and people talking about it. It didn't really... A lot of people weren't going to be pleased with it, unfortunately. So Mandalorian had a lot to work with, but somehow, you know, Dave, uh, sorry, John, uh, Dave Filoni and John Farrell, who, um, who were the co-creators, sorry, for it, and also directed some episodes, uh, they managed to pull it off. They were able to appease the old fans of how Star Wars was, but also appeasing to the new fans by introducing a lot of cool new elements and, you know, surroundings. And one of those things was the character of Cara Dune, Gina Carano. And because she played a um, really cool, badass, you know, rebel fighter, um, you know, a little bit flawed. She's not the, um, what is it? She doesn't have the kind of best plans in a sense. Usually that was the Mando, uh, Din Djarin, usually the one make the plans, but she still had her, you know, strengths, of course, and she appeased to everybody. And it was pretty unanimous that even though Gina Carano in general wasn't the greatest actress in the world, people really enjoyed Kara's character, um, both in the episode four and in the um, season finales, or episode seven and eight. So everyone generally loved her character. And also, I think that she kind of became the face of the show, if you think about it, because you got um, the Mandalorian himself, Pedro Pascal, but he's actually in a mask the entire time, except for, you know, one instance, he takes the mask off, but for the most part, you know, for the show, for a promotion for the show, it's him in the mask, so that's just, you know, a guy in the mask, then you have uh, Baby Yoda, or Grogu, which is, you know, a puppet, cute, of course, as he is, it's still a, you know, Muppet, but the next actual person like actual face person use that that really promoted mando was her character cara dune and it worked and a lot of people loved her character loved her figures and everything and i think that's what unfortunately started the hit on her because now all those people that they said, oh, you don't like Star Wars because we're using the women and we have a powerful woman in the lead. Well, what was their excuse for liking Cara Dune where they didn't like um, Jen Erso or Kira or even later Ray? What was your excuse on there, even though we like Kara? So unfortunately, that painted a kind of you know, target on Gene on that because, you know, these guys were able to create a strong female character, not only just in Kara, but also across the board with, in the first season, you had the armor and then you had um, Finnick Chan who only had one episode with Ming-Na Wen and yet she comes back in uh, season two uh, for actually a bigger role and she'll be in the Boba Fett show that's going to be spinning off. And then if we talk about season two, you had a couple more uh, characters. Dave Filoni's uh, two characters, Ahsoka Tano and um, oh, uh, Bo-Katan, both appearing in live action and people enjoyed their characters. Uh, Bo-Katan actually being played by her voice actress, Katie Sackhoff. Um, Ahsoka... Uh, unfortunately, they didn't get the uh, uh, voice actress. I think Ashley Eckstein, I think that's her name. Uh, they didn't get her, but they did get Rosario Dawson. And everyone still loved it. So 
you know, all these different female characters that they're adding, people are enjoying, they're enjoying it. They just didn't enjoy the ones created by, um, by the movies that they were told they should enjoy. And I think that put a sore spot. So you have that, that they're creating these characters that now they're having to say, oh, maybe... Now, now these other people who, you know, agreed with Disney to say, oh, yeah, they they didn't like the they didn't like these characters because they were women. Now they're starting to think, well, maybe these fans didn't like it because they weren't written well. So you have that. And then you also have Gina Carano just as a person who doesn't fit any kind of box as far as everybody wants to kind of paint this picture of saying she's oh, she's conservative or whatever she's right lean in or whatever but if you look at her posts a lot of her posts are very generic and they kind of talk to like general thoughts instead of trying to lean one way or the other and I took a moment to look at the ones that they, you know, keep on trying to tote. Well, she, you know, she supports Trump because she put something about voting. And I kind of read the uh, tweet that she put on there for voting. And it more or less was just talking about how, you know, we should make sure that everything is um, on the up and up and that there's no um, fraud happening on it, which that's not leaning one way or the other. She believes that there are people that will fraudulently, you know, put in votes and we've seen it happen and she wants to make sure that it doesn't happen. So, but she didn't fit in the box that I think Disney wanted. So you've got the fact that A, she's a female character in Star Wars that's actually united to fans that wasn't created by the, um, elites at Disney who took over the movies. You've got her post that kind of kind of paint her more ambiguous that she's not not formally left, not formally right, but she's just her own that they it takes a minute to actually read it. You can't just put her in a box. And then on top of that, whenever she was asked to do any kind of apology. She wanted to make her own and not do the Disney template. Um, apparently they would give her like the words or something like that, that they wanted her to say. And she just felt as a, you know, strong independent woman that she is, which is something that they always told they wanted. She wanted to use her own voice to express her own feelings and not the generic ones that Disney wanted her to say. This unfortunately put that, you know, a bigger and brighter target on her. Um, and like I said, she's going to have an interview where she talks more about this, but it sounds like in the prelim for interview, she says that they actually took her out of the promotion. And I, even I noticed it when uh, season two started coming around, I was like, I was even asking myself, did she is still in season two, right? Because it was funny because they had, you know, after season one, they announced that, you know, everyone's coming back, um, Carl Weathers, uh, Gina Carano, everybody. But at the same time, I started noticing that they really didn't talk about her too much. And I was worried that they might either kill or get rid of the character. But no, she, in uh, season two, she still comes back. I can't remember if it's episode uh, four or five. I'll have to kind of go back again. Like I said, I was going to do a whole um, episode on uh, the different chapters of season two. But yeah, she comes back there and then she actually shows back up again uh, for the finale again and does an awesome job. But unfortunately, since they had this box that basically they wanted to put her in that she wouldn't, she basically wouldn't want, she didn't want to go into that box, they, you know, sought to kind of get rid of her and they just needed an excuse. And uh, like I said, a lot of her tweets, it's not that they lean one way or the other, it's just that they take a minute to actually think about. And unfortunately, you know, in this day and age, we're at a point where if you um, post or tweet something that takes more than, you know, 
two seconds to get a response from or get a feeling from if you have to actually think about it then it's probably going to be bad for you and they're going to take it um the worst way possible they're always going to take it the worst way possible and that's what kind of happened was that she put this last tweet out there and they took it the worst way possible they and it must have irked it basically gave the higher-ups um their final excuse like this is okay this is the excuse they were waiting for and the you know kind of uh twitter mob as they say and don't don't mistake it they are a mob and i know when i talked about how oh you shouldn't compare things to the past but in truth it is a mob just like how we had um mobs that um you know for people back in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, on up and still going today, the new, there is a digital mob that's out there. And then they'll, you know, once they find something they don't like, they'll throw that hashtag out and then other people will gather around and they don't even read in what the actual problem is or what the person did. They just read the hashtag and they all just jump onto the hashtag. That's mob mentality. You know, just seeing one thing getting fired up on without really looking into it and just joining others. It's a digital mob and it's a real thing. Um, No matter what they want to try to say, oh, it doesn't really exist or, oh, it's just people on the Internet. No, I mean, the Internet is the new information source and, you know, it can be as helpful or as dangerous as any other media. So, you know. That definitely is mob. But anyway, it came after her and it gave Disney the excuse to finally, you know, do what they wanted to do. And they decided to fire her. And like I said, I think it's very unfortunate. And But I'm glad to see that at least um, from the different reports I'm seeing is that she is taking this in stride. That I was more afraid that this would you know hit her hard because we're at a very dangerous time right now as a country you know we're still trying to get through this whole you know COVID-19 you know pandemic that's still ongoing we had a rocky uh presidential um election that we're still trying to kind of get past and you know work out and there's so many people that have, you know, either became depressed or worse, even taking their life for, you know, the the cascade of bad things that keep on falling. And I know that the, you know, actress, Jenna Cron as a person, is a strong person. I mean, heck, she was an MMA fighter for years. So you can't do that without having a strong will and determination. But, you know, you never know what's going to be that thing that really breaks you. And I really hope that because she was doing so well in Star Wars, she was actually picking up. She, you know, like I said, a lot of her initial roles, kind of like The Rock and other people who came from different uh, um, different spheres to go into acting, you know, her initial roles, you know, played to her strengths as this kind of um, hitter, you know, who didn't talk much, she was kind of there for the action sequences, but I think as time progressed, she got roles that allowed her to speak more, directors who were able to get more out of her and, you know, kind of exercise those acting uh, chops and I think she's still on a path to do good that this is definitely a it's not a wall it's definitely a obstacle a big obstacle that Disney put in place I mean because they fired her and then also her talent agency had let her go because of it all gut reactions just because she posted something that can be you know taken it can be taken a lot of different ways. And that's the thing is that she just wanted to, from what I understand or from what I'm seeing, she just wanted to express herself. And if you're not allowed to express yourself, then, you know, we kind of have to look at things a little bit differently. Now I will play at least devil's advocate briefly to say that, you know, 
Disney has a reputation. Like it or not, Disney has this reputation that, you know, they want to, you know, say at least as was the word maybe apolitical as possible um they never want to rifle certain feathers you never want to post things that will be taken a certain way and um there are some people that are allowed to basically get away with anything and then there's people who aren't and if you have to question whether you're one of those people then you're probably not the person that can get away with whatever you want to say um and then also on that note if you already know that disney has like they don't want you or they're kind of gunning for you you kind of have to walk on eggshells anyway now as somebody who's worked for a company, I mean, um, you know, for big companies, we all know that, hey, there's certain times where, you know, there's things you can or can't say or things you can and can't do. Even if personally you'd rather do things, you just can't do it. Like if you, for instance, if you work for Apple, you can't go into a Apple store or an Apple meeting with a Samsung Galaxy phone. You just can't do that. Um, if you work for, um, for instance, Fender, and you're going to go into a guitar center and, you know, you're kind of advertising with guitars, you can't then pick up an Ibanez or a Stingray or a different brand and start, you know, shredding on that uh, more than an actual um, Fender product. You know, you just can't do that. It's just the way the company is. Um, those are kind of mild, you know, comparisons, but Disney's also one of those things where if you already know like that, they're already kind of gun for you, you kind of have to walk on eggshells, but, and when, and, and I'll just say that initially when I saw she put out the tweet, I kind of groaned a little bit and I was like, oh, why did she do that? Because I knew it was going to be taken the wrong way. And, you know, she already had this target on her back and I was like, oh, why can't they just... You know, just in general, not just Gina, but just like you see this with a lot of different athletes and actors and celebrities. You know, you're just kind of grown on, you know, oh, why don't you just not tweet or just not say anything? But later I kind of thought about it. I'm like, well, if she feels strongly about something and she's feeling passionate that she has to get this word out because of what she sees, who am I to say you can't do that? And who's anyone else to say you can't do that? Now, unfortunately, when you work for a business, there's consequences to that. And you have to kind of bear those consequences, which is unfortunate. But, I mean, that's the also reality. That's why it's very gray. And that also goes back to the boxes, is that it seems that we always want to put people in these boxes. We want to easily categorize them and file them. We want to be able to say, okay, this person is this, or this person is that. But, you know, everyone is themselves. Everyone is, the, everyone is an individual. And they can't be put in boxes. Or once they are put in boxes, then this, it all becomes the same. There's no real creativity or individuality it's just all generic um and even though that might be easier to define or in these cases attack because you know why try to um try to come up with a defense for somebody you know on their individual merits when you can just put them in a box and then attack the box oh i'm gonna call you this so now i can attack you because of that you know i don't take your actions or i don't weigh your actual words what you do i've already put you in this place and that's what i can put you in and i can attack you in because of that or um because i put you into maybe this higher box you can't say certain things now because you're in this box and because you're in this box you have to you know uh see things a certain way um bottom line is you know we need to as individuals try to get rid of this box mentality we have to stop trying to put everybody in box try to put everybody in these categories everybody's different you're gonna have to 
take a moment and weigh their words. And, you know, if you have these gut reactions, then maybe it's best that you don't post them and you actually think about what this person is trying to say. Even try to have a real conversation. And when I say you have a real conversation, you can't start the conversation by attacking the person. I saw this a couple of times where some, uh, you know, different podcasters, celebrities, where somebody would post something or post a comment and first, their first comment is like, I'm deleting all your music and I'm getting rid of all your movies, but I want to talk about what you just said. You're kind of coming in, you know, strong aggressive. If you really want to talk, just start with, hey, I want to, you know, talk about this and why you said this. Instead of trying to come in on the attack, and then expect to have a conversation about it. It just doesn't work like that. And you put the other person in attack mode too. And you're just, you know, swinging at each other rather than actually talking. And another thing in that, and I know a lot of people will, I mean, some people who listen, um, you know, may say, well, what about this speech? And what about that speech? And I've also kind of come to a conclusion that to truly progress um, to get to a point where you know everything is equal and you do have the freedom to express yourself I, I have to accept that there's always going to be people that are going to think differently from me there's always going to be somebody who has a different opinion that may be um, kind of contrary or even um, totally opposite the way I think but I still need to respect from what they are and if like for instance we're co-workers and as long as they come in and work and do their job and they're cordial with me and you know helping me with my job if that's the case then who am I to you know attack them for their personal beliefs as long as they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and it hasn't interfered then that should be the case and I think the same thing with Gina Carano. It looks like even though despite of whatever her, you know, political or personal beliefs were, it doesn't, and at least from what I can see, it didn't affect her job. It didn't affect her, you know, going to work on performing, you know, uh, her duties as this character actually going to set and, you know, working with others. It didn't deter from that. So, you know, why should you, why should she be fired because she thinks differently than the quote unquote norm or the box that they wanted to put her in because she was this, um, rising star. And that's where I have a problem, especially with the people who are now trying to attack her and, you know, say these, you know, mean spirited things about her. And I just find that all sad. And, you know, and part of it is, is that unfortunately we have to, to be more inclusive. Sometimes you have to be the bigger person to just eat crow on certain things. You have to be able to say, you know, even though in the past, maybe, um, the things you would say would be struck down or, um, you know, sidelined or not acknowledged because of who was in power. Just because you take over, unfortunately, doesn't mean you get that's now your time to reverse it. And now you can do the same control on them. Unfortunately, that just goes back into the site. You're just you're just adding to the cycle so that once the that pendulum swings back the around the other way, it'll just happen again and it'll just go back and forth forever. At some point, you know, and it'll kind of suck too, but at the same time, there has to be somebody who's willing to say no to say, you know, I'm not going to allow, I'm not going to continue on this cycle. You know, I'm going to try my best to break that wheel and, you know, stop the kind of cycle, stop that pendulum from swinging around like it has been. Um, and like I said, sometimes that means accepting that there's going to be people who you either work with, you know, that have a difference of opinion or maybe see things in a different way. And it's just about respecting that and working with them. Uh, so like I said, this has been very rambling. Uh, it went on 
a lot longer than I thought, but I just wanted to get my opinion out there and just kind of say my thoughts. Um, as always, I always put my uh, Twitter and email in the description. So if you want to have a discussion, you want to talk to me about it, and want to say that you know you feel that I am totally wrong, and you feel that Jim Crown deserves what she got, or maybe you agree with me, and you know you never thought about, and I may have given you some. Uh, you know, different clarity or different way of thinking about it, by all means, just let me know. And, you know, we can have that discussion because that's, that's the whole point. That's why we live in, uh, you know, this kind of society where we can actually discuss things. We can talk about things. And sometimes we can come up with a, you know, mutual solution. Sometimes the solution is just going to be, well, you have your opinion, I have mine, but we can still be cordial and maybe we'll agree on the next thing. You know, maybe, you know, the next uh, book we can actually agree was great. You know, even though you like this one and I hated it, you know, it doesn't mean we can't be friends, you know, or, you know, you love this this political party and I hate this political party, but doesn't mean we have to hate each other. You know, that kind of discussion needs to come back and I I feel that that's the kind of good and bad thing about the internet in general about you know social media in general is that it gave us an opportunity to talk to more people but at the same time it's geared to get gut reactions from people so it's kind of like a double-edged sword where it can it can be very useful but it's also being used to harm and we just need to try to get back to a point where we're actually able to discuss and be respectful of each other but i want to thank you for listening to my rant i hope that you have a great day and just remember you know be your best self but most mostly just be yourself because you're the only one of you No matter what kind of box people try to put you in, you are you. You're not a box. You're not just this, you know, basic hashtag or you're not this one category. You are multifaceted. You are different. You are unique. You are great. And in the end, the best thing you can be is be yourself. Thank you and have a great day. Peace.